Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia, and today is May 8th, 2018. This is the 43rd episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, an epic multimedia crossover in our headline roundup. Our main topic is Nintendo Switch Online details, and then we will get to your calls if you're tuning in live on Discord. So this was requested by our community over there on Discord at rhymeswithasia.com slash call. They said, hey, that Nintendo Switch Online, those details, that kind of popped up overnight. We want to talk about it. All right, so we're here on a Tuesday evening, right here at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, ready to talk about it with you guys. But first, we have to get through the gaming headlines that have happened in the last couple weeks, and that'll be through our headline roundup. We start with Square Enix announcing that they will have a video presentation at E3 2018. This will take place Monday, June 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern, so technically just slightly after what Microsoft used to be uh, kind of at. They used to be at the 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on Monday before they moved up to Sunday this year, so kind of right around that same time. So yeah, if anyone wants to fill that slot, be Square Enix. Uh, then I think Ubisoft would normally be around 4 o'clock Eastern. I think they've kind of penciled that in this year. Sony, we're still waiting on them. Usually they go around 9 p.m. Eastern time on that Monday. So I'm sure they'll eventually fill that in. They're the last ones uh, holding out for their E3 2018 plans. But no, Square Enix, uh, thats it's a big deal that they're doing that because they took 2017 and 2016 off of big presentations at E3. So remembering what happened at 2015, it wasn't the best stage presentation, but it kind of shows you where the video game industry has been in those few years. I mean, some of the notable games they talked about in that presentation, you had Just Cause 3. Uh, it was near new project at the time, and even remember there was near and it was kind of a scribbled out uh, title, but that ended up, of course, being near Automata. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was at that time. There was Kingdom Hearts 3 because, of course, this was where they showed the Ericus and uh, Xehanort chess trailer along with some of the gameplay with different worlds, Tangled World especially. Uh, Hitman, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, and they ended the show with Project Setsuna, which of course became I Am Setsuna. Other games, of course, like, yeah, that was the year where Final Fantasy VII Remake was revealed, so of course they showed that again at that Square Enix uh, conference. So... Yeah, it is interesting to see how far the industry has come since then, but at the same time, things have stayed the same. What would I expect from an E3 2018 presentation from Square Enix? Well, of course, this is going to be the Kingdom Hearts 3 blowout show. Uh, you're getting talks that you know different media personalities are going to be playing the game probably within you know the next couple months or so. Uh, so I would imagine that there's going to be a big blowout there. You know, release date, everything. At this year's E3, finally, a long time coming for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, of course, you have Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's going to be a big deal. Dragon Quest XI needs to hit stateside, so I'd imagine some talk about that. Of course, the long-running content train that is Final Fantasy XV would probably be expected to show up. I mean, they have all those DLC packs. I think what Arden might come first, and then Aranea, but maybe they talk about you know that first one, when that's coming out. Maybe show some details there. And uh, gosh, there's uh, some other projects. I mean, the Avengers project, not the Avengers initiative, but I mean, what early last year they talked, yeah, Crystal Dynamics is working on the Avengers project. Do we hear first breath of that at E3? And then, of course, I mean, through all its development tumult, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're, they're saying in interviews over there in Japan that, you know, yeah, it's all in-house. Development's going very smoothly. We may have something to show soon. Not sure, but it's good to see that Square Enix has enough that they're confident to show, but going with the video presentation is the right format. Kind of go the Nintendo Direct route, carefully construct your message. One of the biggest games in the world, of course, right now is Fortnite. Uh, not a game I have played yet personally, but it is very popular right now. That is undeniable. And apparently, while they were finishing up Avengers Infinity War, the Russo brothers, the director of that movie, 
took some time to play Fortnite, and they said, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have a crossover? So they called Donald Mustard over at Epic Games, and a crossover has happened. Starting today and going forward for a limited time, players will be able to acquire the Infinity Gauntlet and basically act very powerful. Uh, jump in the sky, crash down, change reality around them, I don't know, use the powers of the Infinity Stone, turning into Thanos all the while. So uh, that is... A big deal. I mean, the biggest movie in the world right now with the biggest game. And I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time such a collaboration has happened. And, you know, it's it's kind of neat for the story alone, even if you don't play the game. But that is happening right now. And that's making industry waves, I suppose. And then Nintendo is hiring for their next Zelda project. So this is level design. It takes place in Japan. You need to have some level of Japanese fluency and, you know, go live over in Japan. But it does make us wonder what kind of project they could be working on. Of course, people are speculating, hey, they should make a Majora's Mask style kind of game with The Legend of Zelda. You already have the engine and the assets working uh, on, you know, what was Breath of the Wild on Switch. Kind of turn it into another game with a quick turnaround time. There's also the possibility, you know, hate to admit it or not, but a mobile game. The Legend of Zelda would be ripe to have a mobile game made. Granted, you know, the next one we know about is Mario Kart Tour, uh, but it's not to be said that, you know, Zelda could have a mobile game announced eventually. And then you also have the Dark Horse Candidate, though, if it's announced at E3, I doubt they're recruiting for design right now, but there's always the possibility, rumor that exists, that a Link's Awakening remake could come to Nintendo 3DS to try to extend the life of that handheld. So, interesting to consider what that next Zelda project could be, but Nintendo is certainly hiring. But speaking of Nintendo, let's get to our main topic. Overnight, Nintendo Switch online details were revealed through that website update. It was, you know, it was our last recording this past weekend. We're like, it's gonna drop sometime, just in the middle of nowhere, boom, those details will be there in early May. And sure enough, a couple days later, that's what happened. So the important details are as follows. Of course, online multiplayer for games moving forward when the service is still expected to start in September 2018. I mean, that in a way goes without saying, but you know, that service has been free for the 18 months leading up to when that releases that will have been the in a way, the free trial period for early adopters. So yeah, online multiplayer. They talked about you know certain titles. I mean, Arms, Splatoon 2. I think they dropped in the Sushi Striker game in there, but of course, interestingly absent, uh, Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch. So take that for what you will. I'm I'm sure that will all play into a grander reveal uh, in time, possibly at E3. Save data backups via the cloud, a feature that has been needed for a very long time. Uh, definitely some gripes that people have that this is being put behind a paywall. PlayStation 4 allows users to back up saves via a USB, and Microsoft uses their OneDrive cloud access to, you know, regardless of whether your Xbox Live entry point, you can still back up your saves that way. I, I think it is a bit silly that Nintendo can't have people save them to SD cards I mean, is there concern for super or future games like uh, Animal Crossing or Pokemon with save manipulation there? I, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. So while I'm glad that it finally will be a feature, you know, players will have to hold out a few more months that they hope their switches don't break or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, they'll have to hold out a bit. But at least it's coming, even though it is behind a paywall. The most interesting thing, of course, uh, when the Nintendo Switch Online was originally talked about, Nintendo is pitching the idea of every month we'll have three NES games and they'll be remixed in a bit to have online either co-op or multiplayer and players will get three games per month. Those games will rotate. Well, they I think they've kind of scrapped that idea in as far as its structure goes. I think it's smart and we've been talking about it for a while to kind of read the industry, see where it's going and have that sort of Netflix-like library delivery service. So Nintendo is interpreting this as saying 20 NES games will be available modified for online or co-op play. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty remarkable um, to say that we're just going to give you 20 games flat out. 10 were revealed 
Uh, straight away, they said Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, Dr. Mario, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, Balloon Fight, Soccer, and Tennis. And then 10 of them, the other 10, will be revealed at a later date. I almost wonder if Urban Champion is going to be among them. I saw some tweet today that was just like, you know, Urban Champion of all NES games somehow ends up among these NES game lists. Just watch. It'll, it'll end up there for some reason. Uh, interesting list of games. I think I, like many other people, are a little disappointed that it's NES only right now. I mean, the prospect of taking something like a Switch from docked to your TV as a console then using it portably. I mean, it's nice to have, you know, the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. If they'll eventually do an N64 or a Game Boy Classic, the idea of taking some of these games that used to be only on console and taking them portably, it it seems fascinating. So I think it's a good system to get in place with that Netflix-like library as a start, but I do hope, and you got to imagine, that they would expand beyond just NES. And when they're saying Nintendo Entertainment System dash Nintendo Switch Online, it does kind of give it a platform for expansion to say, well, then SNES, Nintendo Switch Online, or Nintendo 64, Nintendo Switch Online. Like, there, there is plans for growth there based on the name alone, I would imagine. But it does lead to the point via Nintendo Rep that confirmed to Kotaku and other sources that Virtual Console will not be coming to Switch. The brand itself of Virtual Console is dead. And while that may seem hyperbolic, and some people are, you know, probably myself included, using it for different, you know, taglines and clickbait and and things like that, I think you just have to realize that, yes, there is the possibility to say, oh, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. I would buy so many of these games to play on my Switch. Why are you not taking my money well they're going to be taking your money in the form of you know monthly subscriptions or annual subscriptions giving them money that you necessarily wouldn't have given them before for online multiplayer i suppose but if they can use that to establish a library over time that has you know these choice games especially if they modify them for online multiplayer i mean if gosh if you say the original super smash brothers n64 whether it's a year down the road or so but it having online multiplayer that would be interesting right so there is that possibility, um, but there's also the point that Nintendo wasn't really going to find a way to have players' original virtual console purchases on Nintendo Wii or Wii U necessarily carry over to Switch. And instead of having the messaging that you're going to have to buy Super Mario Brothers 3 for the nth time, just say it's all bundled in, it's all looped into the online multiplayer, you get access to it, it has these extra perks, and you know we'll build and grow the library over time. Uh, so as far as the Nintendo rep statement, it is, quote, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the virtual console banner as has been done on other Nintendo systems. There are a variety of ways in which classic games from Nintendo and other publishers are made available on Nintendo Switch such as through Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo eShop, or as packaged collections. Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, will provide a fun new way to experience classic NES games that will be different from the virtual console service thanks to enhancements such as added online play, voice chat via the Nintendo Switch Online app, and the various play modes of Nintendo Switch. So, yeah, all in all, I think this, I mean, it's, it's good to get what could be considered bad news out of the way before E3, right? Have E3 be the way to you know, build up Switch games and you know expand this you know initial library offering, at least starting with those NES games. You know, have it be a build, be a way to just bring back the goodwill, I suppose, in case anyone does interpret this as bad news, because of course the internet is very polarized today. As this is amazing, Nintendo's the best, and why can't Nintendo do anything right? They do everything wrong. I mean, of course. You couldn't tell I'm kind of right here in the middle. I think I'm mostly leaning positive on this one. I think it is fine to get rid of the virtual console name. Heck, I've been saying it for a while now. But it is good to establish the Netflix-like library of games. I just wish it was more than NES for starters. Um, but of course, you know there is there's room to grow, right? So it's interesting to think about it in that sense. But then this also ties into... 
Something I want to mention, not necessarily for reporting for news, but just for shits and giggles, so to speak, uh, you know, so that we can look back and laugh in posterity. Uh, you know, E3 2018 is getting to be around the corner. I think we're less than five weeks away from it now. And that means, of course, the leaks come out and the people who believe that they have heard what the plans are weeks in advance for these companies. So you may remember a user by the name of Vandal underscore leaks a ways back. I mean, he's the one who on Twitter said this Nintendo Direct is coming on this day. And it, it turned out it was on this day. And here are some ideas. Uh, Fire Emblem, Elegy of the Brave. Uh, Luigi, Luigi's Mansion, you know, planet or world in Super Mario Odyssey. That is DLC. Uh, so many other things. And of course, they all those ended up being wrong. He got the date right. But pretty much everything else was wrong. Similarly speaking, on GameFAQs, uh, gosh, almost a week ago at this point, they said, hey, check check this post out, May 7th. Nintendo Switch Online, they're going to announce their plans May 7th. And I think people are like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it turns out it was May 7th when the plans dropped. And so, yeah, you look at the guy's list of other things, and, well, it turns out that what he's talking about for Nintendo Switch Online, that only a fraction of that is actually correct. And there's a lot of expounding that is just not really in the cards so you got to really take the rest of what he's saying at face value and just say oh yeah that'd be great if it happened but i'll point out a few of these things in case somehow they end up being right but i think mostly just to look back in history and laugh regarding the super smash brothers for nintendo switch he says quote two trailers for smash brothers for switch are the last things one reveals captain toad the other reveals Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. This is why they've been quiet about the Switch version of the trilogy, uh, being the Spyro trilogy. Gameplay is shown and is a mix of Smash 4 and Melee, being very colorful yet detailed. Coming out September alongside the online service, Ice Climbers are set to be revealed during the Treehouse Live. Uh, yeah, once you say... Smash 4 and Melee mix. That's just trying to capture as much attention as possible. I'm not sure that's necessarily going to happen. When you're talking about a Switch version of an upcoming Super Smash Brothers game, knowing Sakurai, the big pull is going to be, hey, you can play Smash Brothers with anybody, anywhere. So you can play on the dinky little Joy-Con. I'm doubting there's going to be the technical complexity of Melee on a Joy-Con, when in Brawl, people were playing on sideways remotes for crying out loud. So, not sure about that. Plus, when they're talking about new characters, at least when it came to DLC and things like that, I mean, these were characters that were big in Japan, or at least very Japanese characters. I'm not sure that Crash Bandicoot and Spyro would necessarily count as that. Captain Toad would be an interesting addition, I suppose, but... I'm not sure that's necessarily the best E3 reveal, if that makes sense. So, yeah, in case all of the rest of the stuff was nonsense, I, I feel a bit iffy on that as well. Uh, some of his other, you know, title names or headline things here. Fire Emblem Lustrous Daybreak, which sounds a bit familiar to Radiant Dawn. Just putting that out there. Yoshi Flipped Around. Uh, he's saying Mario Odyssey DLC with Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi as playable characters, each with their own 70 moon additions. Super Sonic Racing is revealed and takes inspiration from Sonic R, with some characters like Sonic running on their own while characters like Tails use vehicles. Some kind of Nintendo exclusive content is teased for the game as well. Look, I... I could see the name Super Sonic Racing happening, especially when you had that Sonic game tease that was definitely racing-like. I mean, we've heard talks of a Sonic racing game. So yeah, Super Sonic Racing would be kind of a funny name, but I don't know about the... <laughs> for all games to take inspiration from, I don't know if you want to take it from Sonic R. And then another quote here, Pokemon for Switch is revealed. It's a new take on Red and Blue and features graphics that are midway between Sun and Moon and Pokken. Uh, again, I think you're trying to get the biggest attention when you're saying Red and Blue reboot, and it would be interesting, but I would think it would make a lot more sense for an eventual Gen 8 to come for 
the the eventual Pokemon game. So you can look in our show notes and see some of the other rumors that have happened uh, again. Yes, he nailed the date, but like Vandal Leaks, I doubt anything else is right. Uh, when he missed so many details about the revealed Nintendo Switch Online information, uh, I, I kind of have my doubts about the rest of all that. So that's what I have to say. When we come back, we will get to the callers. We can talk about the main topics, some headlines, games you're playing recently. Really anything is on the table. That's when we come back here on the Power Switch. You can push Welcome back to the Power Switch. Ready to talk about Nintendo Switch Online. And yeah, there's there's a lot to go over in that main topic. But, you know, whatever you'd like to talk about, let's get ready to break it down. Joining us from Michigan, Scott, welcome back to the Power Switch. How are you? Doing well, my friend. How about yourself? We're doing okay. Uh, since our time off, you have joined the Irrational Passions Cruise. That's very exciting to see. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you very much. Great group of people over there and really having a good time and making lots of good content. So that's always a, a plus. Absolutely. So what would you like to talk about today? I'm really excited. Uh, the We'll talk about the Switch announcement and the online features. Uh, I'm glad they announced what they announced. The thing that I think surprises me the most about what they announced was the cloud saving. Mm-hmm. Um like you mentioned in the intro, having it behind a paywall seems strange to me. Yeah. What really strikes me is this has been such a hugely desired feature by so many people that A, it's behind a paywall, and B, that they're waiting until September to bring it out with the whole service. I, I'm surprised they wouldn't release that possibly separately mm-hmm. um, beforehand, especially considering... The Switch hacking community has already figured out how to take care of backups. Right. Like backing up save files, not backing up your your games, mm-hmm. but backing up saves. And also in regards to the online virtual platform, I think it's cool that they're doing the multiplayer aspect, but I don't necessarily want them to sacrifice the length of time to get new games out just so they can have that online feature mm-hmm, right. added to games. I would have, I would prefer more games coming out faster for their service as opposed to a trickle like we're used to with the Wii and the Wii U Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. Just release all the originals. I don't care so much about playing Super Nintendo games online and things like that. Yeah, and especially if it comes to you know the long rumored inclusion of GameCube games, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of playing something like Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. I, I, there's no online component that is really necessary for that game. But, man, I would love to play that on the go, right? So exactly. Yeah, certain games like that, I, I think it's not necessarily called for, so you should just release it. Or, I mean, yeah, if you're talking SNES, Super Metroid, Link to the Past, well, what are you going to do with co-op or competitive there? No, nothing, but it would great be great to have it. So, yeah, I think certain titles like that, it would help to expand the breadth of the library. Right. Well, what's shocked me is, the original Legend of Zelda was on the list of games that will be in the first batch of 20. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious how they're going to incorporate the online functionality with that or co-op with that. I mean, like races would be cool. <laughs> like, it you know, mean, get it's a, certainly popular yeah, with right. all the randomizer community and just all the different tournaments that go on on Twitch now. I, I could see it. Yeah, I it's just a matter of if Nintendo wants to embrace it, right? Exactly. And I think with the virtual like the retro scene and things like nes and game boy and all those systems nintendo i think is going to be in a race to try and get out as many as they can because there's already emulators and stuff that you can do on the the switch if you're at a low enough firmware you can do the custom firmware stuff like that and with the recent explosion in the hacking and the soft modding community with the Nintendo Switch and having to release the whole new Tegra chip revision and things along those lines, I think they need to really knock it out of the park. I don't want to say that your common user would hack or install custom firmware on their Switch, but considering every Switch that's been released up to this date is susceptible to the big Tegra exploit, Mm -hmm. it could be a selling point for hackers to be like, 
do this simple thing, plug this into your Joy-Con slot and run this program we give you and you can play all Nintendo games and all Super Nintendo games and things like that. I think that would be I think they're in a little bit of a race uh, against time. Yeah. But. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm sure the online community have been seeing, you know, comments threads on Reddit and things like that where it's just like well, I'm not happy with this news today, so that means it's going to mean I'm going to, you know, hack my Switch all the faster. And it's like, okay, but it sounds like you're going to do that anyway, and, like, this just gives you more of a reason to do that anyway. Right. It certainly won't help the situation considering such, like, IGN, Kotaku, and so many mainstream games sources have reported on the exploit and everything with That's the true. switches. Yeah, I mean like I, I had heard about that, but it's I'm not gonna do anything about it right now. I'd like to use my Switch and not risk my Nintendo online account. I'm just saying. I uh actually picked up a second switch. There you go. Yeah, use a burner, so, you, you know, use a burner uh, online account. Not saying telling you what to do out there, but Oh you know, it's, no, it's I'm not even gonna use it for online stuff. Yeah. I'll admit I loved having my original 1000 model PSP simply because I could run so many retro things on it. It was yeah. fantastic for that. And considering they already have the Dolphin emulator running on the Switch, I can't imagine all the craziness that's going to happen. And it will, the Switch will dethrone the PSP as like the go to God tier of handheld retro emulation. Well, of course, like, yeah. To, on the go. If I could play up through the PS2 generation just on the go, that would be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, I just want E3 now. <laughs> yeah. It's too I, close. I, yeah. It's in the, oh my God, can it just be here already phase. So so as a big Kingdom Hearts 3 fan, uh, yep. you know, seeing this news with Square Enix today, like where does that put your hype level with it? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there had already been rumors since the last trailer, I think, that it kind of rumbled out that they were going to do the release date mm. at E3. So it makes sense. The minute Square said that they were doing their own thing again this year, it's like, this is, like you said, this is just a, okay, this is where they're going to announce the E3 yeah. or the uh, release date. Yeah, it's going to be going to be the big blowout for sure. Oh, yeah. That's going to be their main focus. They'll have a, some crazy new trailer and we'll have the release date at the end and everyone will go crazy and that's and then they can just walk off the stage and for those that don't know i mean we generally team up with you know our, our e3 coverage I and mean, we've la- watched the last several ones together remember even back in 2013 Six or seven yeah yeah even 2013 when that first kingdom hearts 3 trailer was there i mean yeah seeing that so i think you know this year will be no exception it's it's shaping up to be an exciting year i'm sure sony will eventually lock in their time, whatever it's you know, Monday, nine PM Eastern yeah. or something like that. Uh, but that'll that'll be a thing. Like it's it's shaping up to be a good year. Oh, definitely. I'm just gonna be curious to see if anything. It, I don't expect any Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, to be I, shown. I, I don't either. Yeah, I think they're focusing a hundred percent on Kingdom Hearts. Like it's gonna be kicking. This will. I think E3 is gonna be kicking off its press tour. Like it's marketing mm, blitz. Mm. That would make sense. Yeah, and then give it like a. I don't know, a mid-October, or if that's too early, you know, late November release date? I'm thinking first week of November. Like, the first main, first full week of November, that's when it's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. The 9th. Okay. The 6th of the 9th. That's what I'm calling. Calling it now. 6th <laughs> through the 9th. All right, Scott. Well, we can follow you on Twitter at SolidSnake120, also on Twitch at SolidSnake120. Thanks so much for calling in. Really appreciate the time, and we'll talk soon. Uh, you know it, dude. Glad to uh, finally be able to make one, one right. of these. So. Joining us from North Carolina, Demetrius. Welcome back to the Power Switch. Hello, hello. I feel welcome. Always great to be here. You too. Yeah. What's, uh, what's on your mind? What would you like to talk about today? This might be a weird one, but I actually wanted to talk about a bit of the uh, fan reaction I've been seeing around the interwebs for the uh, Nintendo Online service announcement. Oh, certainly, yeah. What shocked me is that there is a, at least a you know a notable enough to be significant sort of negative bent to it. Now, don't get me wrong, you know people are entitled to their opinions, but there's people who you know say that. 
I mean, this one is my favorite because just how absurd it is that, you know, no virtual console and switch, no buy. Like, <laughs> you weren't going to buy that, it to begin with if you were making those yeah. claims. Yeah. If that's what you're saying, you never really cared about it because I, I didn't buy a switch on the promise of a virtual console. I bought it because Zelda was there on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, like things like, oh, uh, Nintendo is a. Uh, I guess just just like generally, it's a it's a terrible decision that they're killing virtual console. And I love how almost all the outlets, whatever they are, are reporting it as, oh, Nintendo has no plans for virtual console, and somehow nobody notices the twenty NES game. Like, think about it like this: if you don't like that there is no virtual console, then tell yourself it's virtual console and that every NES game is one dollar. Yeah. Like every yeah. NES game they're giving you is one dollar for the service because you're paying twenty dollars a year anyway. So I, there you go. I mean if you were gonna buy, you know, the first Super Mario Brothers and then Super Mario Brothers three, I mean those pricing points would have been probably generally five dollars right on virtual console mm-hmm. so yeah, we, yeah would you would you pay ten dollars just for that out of your twenty for the year? I, I mean I yeah. mean, that would be better, you know, instead of like having them in addition to just having the online service is already three times cheaper than the co- competition. Yeah. That, like, no, oh, God, that's want... crazy. I, I think, <laughs> I think in a way like that's almost like that's a steal on its own. Uh, just you know, to say that yeah. it is, you know, three times cheaper like that, the $20 per year. Yeah. If you want to do the 35 bucks for the family. Uh, okay, sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's eight accounts and it's still universal yeah, for it's, 34 a year. Uh, I mean, 35 a year, like just find eight people <laughs> and have them and have them pay what six, seven dollars. Yeah. That's one way of thinking. I hadn't, hadn't considered that. That's a good point. Yeah. And then like you all like for one account, like have them all like send you X amount of dollars, six, seven dollars. And bam, now you and those, those all those seven other people, you all have switch accounts and you all can play the NES games and you all get cloud saves and right. it's that and the third thing and all those discounts and all that for essentially $7 a year. Um, but now nah, this is, this is Nintendo looking to get money out of people. Clearly Nintendo is incredibly greedy. Oh yeah. Um, yes, and anti-consumer. Yep. <laughs> and and you know, things. in a way like, yes, that is the, the truth. But in the, at the same time, like when your competition is making so much money on their, you know, online multiplayer sort of plans you kind of have to play catch up you got to get some share of that pie in a way Uh, is you know putting is putting the you know cloud saves behind a paywall when your competition has other ways of doing that yeah that's that is a pretty uh, unfortunate situation i think nintendo they should have a way of changing that even when they said like when we get cloud saves working it'll be for most titles well what titles will that what, not work for like you know yeah. you're, you're putting that out there what's what's the caveat there um you know for those as you said like for those that are saying that oh you know virtual console like it's it's gone forever well if if it makes you feel better consider this Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, terrible branding. I think they got to mix up the branding there. But, you know, they say that that's the new virtual console. Like, if that makes you feel better, I mean, go with that. Yeah, like, just just call it that if that'll make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Because it's functionally the same thing. And personally, I know it's uh, so far they're only talking about NES games. I, I'm not just going to assume that they're going to have SNES or later down the line. I'm not going to assume that mm-hmm. because getting yourself hooked up for promises that technically don't exist yet, well, you know, you'll be disappointed t- for no reason later down the line mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen. But I think there's a decent chance we're going to get SNES in later on this thing. It would just make a ton of sense to do, and I doubt Nintendo would not do it. At the very least, you're going to get more NES games. They promise that at, at least. Mm-hmm. It's like it, if you're like so devastated about not being able to pay five dollars for Super Mario Brothers again, <laughs> um, you know, for the fourth time, then you really never wanted a Switch in the first place because, like. The Switch is a game system with new games on it. If you wanted the old games, a there's the NES and SNES Classic. B there's the Wii, Wii U, and 3DS 
libraries, although the Wii Shop channel is no longer active. Right. But let's face it, those people already had those games on there or they emulated them on the system. So yep. what's the point? Yeah, anyway? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm the type of person that just kind of looks at things in, in a sort of in that sort of logical yeah. kind of way. Like for me, you know, the reason why the cloud saves things, I think you're right that they probably should have an alternative option. But the reason why it don't make no difference to me is that well, I'm gonna buy Smash, and I'm gonna need to play Smash online. Yeah. So yeah. So ultimately, it's a moot point whether or not the cloud saves are on the online service because I'm gonna have it anyway. I and do then, wonder if you know you mentioned Smash Brothers. I do wonder if ultimately the money's gonna go help uh, you know to have better servers because even Wii U Smash Brothers online wasn't that great. Oh, Lord. But then at the same time, they're not so. getting extra revenue with you know with subscriptions from people. So like, do they take that Mm -hmm. money and funnel it, you know, to develop certain infrastructures or are they going to put that towards development of some of these, you know, NES games or SNES, what have you later down the line? Uh, That'll be a a point for another time. I do wonder what will happen there. I uh, I agree. It's definitely uh, worth thinking about me personally. I'm really hoping that that's what it's for. Cause like, uh, and uh, all this, like, I, I'm not, like, super excited but, or disappointed by anything I've seen. I think it's, like, you know, considering the price, it's good enough. But if if we're getting, like, spotty online play, like you got in Smash, where I'm playing a friggin' slideshow, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be a little bit irritated. But that's something that you'll have to, <laughs> like, we'll have to determine that when the time comes. As of right now, we can't judge that. Yeah, we mentioned at the top of the show, like, there's a lot of hyperbole. You're going to have Nintendo haters out there that they can't do anything right. You're also going to have the people who think, you know, the sun's shining up their ass, right? That mm-hmm. everything is <laughs> coming up roses for them. Uh, I think you and I are kind of on the same page where it's like, there's a lot to like, uh, especially with this virtual console replacement, so to speak. I, I think it's, it's setting mm-hmm. themselves up for if the industry does go to this Netflix-like sort of library service, they're putting mm-hmm. the foundation in place for that change. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. wise. Yeah, they can expand it if they want to, or if that totally flames out in the industry, they can backpedal, sure, and maybe they go back and rename what was Virtual Console to sell them piecemeal, uh, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it is a good way to kind of get this story out there, kind of get any possible mm-hmm. bad feelings out of the way. Now we gear mm-hmm. up for E3. Now we get ready for E3 and whatever they have there. I will say just one more quick point mm. that I just feel like it's important to highlight. People think the Xbox Game Pass, they've been singing the praises about its value, and I tend to agree. I just want to say that the Nintendo Switch Online thing is $20 a year, and you get everything, including their Game Pass equivalent. Whereas with Xbox, you kind of have to pay the $10 a month in addition to the $60 yeah. a year that you're paying. Yeah. Uh, $120 a year on top of the 60 unless they you know meld that this year at E3. Yeah. Maybe they will. They did, but as of now, they don't. So Yeah. Now, granted, and, you know, one thing in Xbox's corner there, they are talking about the first party day one thing. I think that's mm-hmm. that's a big win in their corner. I don't see Nintendo doing anything like that, especially with their uh, expansive backlog of retro games. Uh, but you know, it's, it's it's different strokes, and you know, twenty dollars a year, I, you can't you can't mess with that. That's that's pretty yeah, great. That's uh, again to me, like knowing it's twenty dollars a year, considering the value prospect, almost feels like a steal. Mm-hmm. I'm not super impressed by anything, but at twenty dollars a year. Well, this is fine. Yeah, you're not feeling ripped <laughs> off, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, it, like, come on, man. That's just like, man, I was going to go out to, I don't know, like, it was going to go out to Outback Steakhouse today. But <laughs> you know what? Maybe I could skip that for this week. <laughs> there you and go. Pay for <laughs> my Switch service for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, maybe get that Bloomin' Onion some other time. <laughs> some other time. I can figure it out. I got any other point within the year <laughs> <laughs> all right well demetrius people can find you on twitter at d underscore damon d-a-m-o-n thank you so much for calling in always great to hear from you and we'll uh, we'll talk soon uh thank you for having me and uh yeah e3 season so i'll be around all right it's coming up man and joining us from michigan miles welcome back to the power switch it's me again it is you again well welcome what would you like to talk about today I would like to talk about that lovely game FAQ quote-unquote leak that came out. Mm-hmm, uh, yes. This was a huge thing. I know you guys already talked a little bit on it. You sprinkled it a little bit on 
but I did want to I did want to talk about it because uh, I wouldn't call this like a a leak on, on alongside the not nightmare roster brawl days. No, not the nightmare roster or the yeah. dragoon prophet or things of old. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All those all those things. There wasn't anything here that was particularly deconfirmed. If you read. yes yes. Um, so what I what I really wanted to mention was like these leaks are going to be coming like pretty hard and fast and. This one was actually, to me, slightly impressive as far as leaks go because the two things they got right, there was no reason why they should have gotten those right. Hmm. Yeah, I, like, mean, I mean, hitting the date is, is impressive enough. I, I think I'm, I have gripes about you know some of the information when he talks about Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, yeah, if if they reverse course between now and E3, like if they decide, oh yeah, Nintendo Entertainment System dash Nintendo Switch Online is terrible branding. Let's go Nintendo Classics NES. Like yeah, change it up that way, sure. Uh, but based on the information they presented now, I don't know how much is really accurate there. But I think it is interesting to to mention some of those things. Uh, you know, whether it's saying oh a new Paper Mario game but not from intelligent systems and bring back partners, but you still have the limitations from sticker star and color splash. I, you know, if you're, if you're talking about things like that, it's fun to speculate. I, I get it. What were some of the things that really caught your yeah. eye there though? The thing that really caught my eye was the number of consoles um, that they were dropping to be used in this Nintendo classic brand mm. that when mixed with the actual update that we got, the Nintendo entertainment system dash Nintendo switch online, which out of the online play, it made you think, well, is there going to be online play for these consoles? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to play Mario Kart 64 online? Super Smash Brothers 64 <laughs> online. Like that, online? That, 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 it'd be it's really like, cool, yeah. Are they eventually going to roll out GameCube? Melee? <laughs> Melee HD? You know, that kind of <laughs> Melee HD, or except for maybe not totally HD, it, it, about it mm-hmm. but maybe it, it, I, I don't know if i really want to call this uh this nintendo entertainment system dash nintendo switch online service hd 8-bit right yeah yeah but you know the fact of the matter is like he did kind of get some things right to the point where i'm like i don't want to throw him out with with everything else so far mm-hmm. like you see you mentioned nintendo classics and while this isn't nintendo classics it's pretty damn close mm-hmm and honestly, Nintendo Entertainment System Dash Nintendo Switch Online does not seem like a strong brand name they're no. throwing out there. This this does feel like a placeholder name that when E3 rolls around, we might change, see a change. He threw in so many specifics that the fact that he got the two right, ditching Virtual Console brand and coming out uh, with details specifically about the online service, specifically on May 7th. Let's just keep a casual eye on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be, yeah, let's not forget it. Let's let's put it out there. It'd be something that if it ends up being wildly wrong, we can say, oh, ho, ho, it was that leak way back when. And it's it's you know for for amusement, I suppose. But I, I, it was always fun to consider some of these leaks. Like, just give it the slightest grain of salt uh, because, you know, yeah. certain things like, uh, you know, Sony's kind of plans leaked before. Granted, it was like the day before, not weeks, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, some things can happen. Let's talk about the Smash bit, though, because uh, I'm sure you're interested in yeah, that. The Smash bit was very interesting. Like, hey, there's going to be some trailers for Smash Brothers, and it's going to be Captain Toad. And I'm like, okay, okay, he'll finally be able to jump. Because <laughs> he can't in his game. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they're going to do to make him jump. Maybe they'll have him followed by Toadette, who just throws him into the air. That'd be kind of funny. We'd be like, wow, I have a. Jetpack! <laughs> <laughs> Captain Toad away! <laughs> and um, the other one, like, one of them says that the other trailer reveals Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, which, for some of you people who didn't know the, the sleek, it also mentions that the Spyro trilogy is coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. To which I would, I, this is the part of the leak that I'd be like, I, I thought to myself, yeah, okay. I definitely could have read no leak like this. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone and their mother, you know, who grew up around Crash Bandicoot and or you know Smash Brothers. It's like I want Crash Bandicoot and Smash, and then Crash suddenly got ported to the Switch. Everyone's just going, 
Crash is going to be in the Smash Switch. Everyone's going to be, be talking about that because it's, well, now he's on Nintendo consoles. It's just a good way to get people to be excited about Smash. So if Spyro Trilogy hits um, the Smash or Switch Switch, yeah, I would say that he's definitely coming to, to this. But that's just coming up with things to make people hyped about things. Right. Are those characters that you think Sakurai would go for, though? I mean, they're very Western characters. I and mean, if you look at like the DLC characters for, uh, for Wii U, I mean, you're talking yeah. Lucas, Ryu, Mewtwo, Cloud, Bayonetta, Corrin. Uh, like, they're all very Japanese sort of favored characters. Yeah, but those are all DLC. Right. These are not DLC characters. These are characters being built straight into the game. But like, what kind of Western characters have been given that kind of favor in Smash Brothers though before? Like, I guess that's my only real hang up about it. Yeah, I think maybe Crash has an outside chance, but I'm just like, Crash and Spyro? I don't know about that. Uh, I think it's business. Hmm. I think it's good business. Because for every Crash Bandicoot that's sold on the on the Switch, Nintendo makes a profit. So if Crash is going to be in Switch, people who are excited about Crash will want to play Smash, so they'll buy a Switch, Smash, and get Crash Bandicoot Trilogy. Same with those who are people who are excited about Spyro. Oh, I love Spyro. Oh, it's going to be on Switch. Oh, it's going to... Spyro's going to be in Smash? It's a good business decision. And... Um, Honestly, I think that that will go a long way. Um, and it kind of fits well into the um, nostalgia that is Smash. And Smash, like, the only person in Smash who I don't really feel like is hard on the nostalgia are the um, the Xenoblade Chronicle kid, oh, Shulk. Yeah, yeah. And Bayonetta, who was voted in just by popularity. For that reason, I have to say that, you know... Crash and Spyro really fit the mold for Smash characters. Now, one other thing I had mentioned about uh, in, at the top of the show regarding the Smash part of the leak. When they say gameplay is shown and is a mix of Smash 4 and Melee. I mean, I just you... think it means it's, it's floaty, but faster. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I took that as just like, yeah, you're, you're going to put that in a leak because that's what everyone wants it to be. But I don't know if... Of course, Sakurai is going to make the Switch version of the game be like, you can play it anywhere, even on the dinky little Joy-Cons. Like, yeah, you're really going to have a faster game like based playing on that? People play it on Mad Cats. They play it poorly on Mad Cats. <laughs> that, they, that they do, but there are enough buttons on a Joy-Con to play Smash. I mean, people played it on Wii Remote. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's true. Then he threw in, oh, by the way, Ice Climbers. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I, I could imagine being taken away from this leak overall is saying that, yes, the E3 presentation will focus on Switch titles, and then Treehouse goes and shows 3DS. Like, yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Like, honestly, there's just a lot here that goes, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yoshi, like, he talks about, like, a Yoshi title called Flipped Around and features Mabel functionality as Woolly World. Oh, yes, that makes sense. Fire Emblem is titled Lustrous Daybreak. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds like a Fire Emblem game to me. Radiant Dawn. Yeah. Which, you know, that makes me think, uh, is that is that supposed to be a sequel? Yeah, or like yeah, a sequel or like a, an, an HD I mean, as remaster. As, as far as con console Fire Emblem games go, wasn't Radiant Dawn the last one? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. So, Lustrous Daybreak? being a sort of sequel following the most popular Fire Emblem mm -hmm. character in both the West is going to be Ike. Yeah. Throwing some so Makai in there. Yeah. yeah that would, to me, it makes a little sense. Yeah. Like everything he's written though, it just kind of like, it makes a little sense. And that's the actual reason why I'm thinking to myself, no, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are going to be weird things thrown in there at e3 that's that's for sure yeah though i don't like, know this is this makes too much sense i feel like somebody could have written this but not nintendo yeah right this doesn't scream nintendo mm -hmm. this screams what we would love to see though the five nights this... at freddy's thing is, is kind of bullshit at the end of the day though I, I think you're right i mean it's 
yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll mention it. It's fun to think about as as a thought exercise, but I don't think we should put too much stock in it saying this is what is going to happen, especially five weeks out. The Five Nights at Freddy's thing, unfortunately, they're coming out with a movie, so that one, just as much as everything else, makes me go. Yeah, it's got a movie, which means it's that's actually got a little bit of clout behind it, which is what I hate about this leak, is that everything is like, everything's got a lot of clout behind it. Mm. Something to consider. Well, (laughs) Miles, we can find you on Twitter at Solharath. That's true. That is uh, where people can find you if they want to follow your things there uh that's right and if they really like the sound of my voice and wants to hear me talk for about 40 minutes about something that i really love like project m that's right um head on over to uh misprint media's patreon drop a dollar down and you can actually see an interview that i took while i was in texas last summer all about the the life and times of Someone who's been with Project M from the very beginning. That's right. They're doing that documentary there. Well, congrats on that. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited about it, which is why I just plugged it out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, we, we are good with plugs here. Well, Miles, thanks for calling in. Appreciate the time, and we'll talk soon. Ah, Hopefully so. Hopefully so. All right, everyone. Thanks for calling in. That will do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com, and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I am at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at powerswitchpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you want a YouTube video to watch, check out Retro Replay. Would you think that title would have been taken by someone? I don't know. But the gist of it is apparently Nolan North and Troy Baker are starting up their own Let's Play series. So check out the uh, the show notes for their season one trailer. It looks like they're doing a lot of, you know, Atari, NES sort of games, like old games. But, I mean, gosh, you know, two of the most prolific voice actors in the video game industry doing a Let's Play series. Yeah, yeah, kind of on board for that, especially with the Drake brothers. Uh, so check that out. Uh, we'll have a show this coming weekend. We'll see if anything else, you know, breaks throughout the week, but it was definitely good to get this one down. Um, um, gives me confidence for kind of the, the evening of a weekday when, when things break and people want to talk about it, it shows the idea and the strength of the format. So thanks. Thank you guys so much. Uh, that it really makes me feel good about doing something like this. So Stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops, and regardless whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I am Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on. <laughs>